Being married is tough. So is owning a business. It isn't easy mixing business with marriage. If you're one of the millions of people who happen to be married to your business partner, you know the challenge all too well. This podcast will give you a behind-the-scenes look at the true stories that inspired the book When Your Business Partner Is Your Spouse, How to Have a Successful Business and a Happy Marriage. It's time to open the door of communication, understanding, empathy, and trust between you and your spouse like never before. Here to help you grow your business and strengthen your marriage are your hosts, Kristen and Justin Deese. Welcome back to episode six. Uh, this episode goes into our chapter about social circle. That's a, that's a big one. And this is a topic I, I feel like people don't really talk about. And I don't know if it's because they don't know or if it's just, it's, it's uncomfortable, right? Like there's, it can be uncomfortable. So tell us a little bit about the quotes we picked on this one. Well, we picked two quotes for the beginning of this chapter that kind of sum it up very nicely. One is people come into our lives for a reason, a season, or a lifetime. And the other one is (laughs) if you hang out with chickens, you're going to cluck. And if you hang out with eagles, you're going to fly by Dr. Steve Maraboli. I love that one. Actually, I love, I love both of those. And this is one that really we could have had 10 quotes Oh my gosh. Lined yeah. up yeah. Uh, on this. Actually, there's several others we use in the chapter yeah. about the book itself. But so social circles, I, I think for, for a lot of people, the conversation's uncomfortable because of our ego. Well, let's not kinda, high or low, but just in general. Well, let's let's talk about what we mean by this, by okay. this concept in general. So for me, and I don't really know if you really if this affected you quite the way that it did me, especially in the first couple of years. But after we started our business and we were working, working, working all the time and our focus changed and our attention changed, we, I started noticing that we were drifting away from our social circle at the time because what we were doing was so different than what they were doing and what we had been doing before. Just from the standpoint of being employee versus being an employer, Mm-hmm. We were thinking about different things. We were focused on different things. We had far less free time. And so there was just a natural drift happening between us and the people that we were running with at the time. And I personally really had to mourn that loss. It was the fellowship and it was, you know, the idea that now it would it was a feeling of isolation. Yeah. And the reason that I thought that it felt like a feeling of of isolation is because there was not anybody that we were running with at the time that I feel felt like I could have a conversation with and they would truly understand what I'm saying. Like they would have totally listened because they were great people, but I don't know that they could have related or understood where we're coming from or what we were frustrated about. And so it just felt like it was a period of isolation. And so for me specifically, I'm very introverted, right? And so people assume that introverts don't want to be around people. And that's not the case. It's just that introverts have a small group of people that they would like to be deeply connected with as opposed to a large number of people where the relationship is a little bit more superficial. And so not having like going through that period of isolation and not having that close knit circle of people that I felt like could relate to me and I to them was a little bit lonely. And it took me a long time to realize that that's actually a relatively natural experience that happens when you make a transition from something like 
this. It also happens when you have kids and your friends aren't having kids. And when big transitions like that in life happens, I think it's common for there to be changes in social circles and kind of that time period between the change that is a little isolating. Well, and, and you hear business owners a lot. They'll, they'll tell you, and, and I've heard no less than a hundred people say it, owning a business is a very lonely place. And a lot of that, a lot of that is because, well, you, you shared a story in, in this chapter of the book about the business owner that you were meeting with, you know, when she was telling you about feeling isolated. And a lot of that's just because as the business owner, a lot of times when you're in the business, you have to have all the answers. Mm-hmm. You got to have them all. You got to know, you got to, that, that, that's just what people feel like needs to happen. And then once you own a business or, or, or as your business grows or whatever the case may be, you know, people want to spend time with people that they can connect or talk about. Now, sometimes, you know, I've still got friends from, gosh, elementary school. Mm-hmm. And that relationship looks different than people that I meet in our groups or masterminds or whatever. So it's it's one of those things where people want to be around people like them. Right. Yeah. And, and we talk about too, a lot in this chapter, that concept that you are the sum of the five people that you spend the most time with. And it's definitely, definitely true. We talked to our kids. We started talking to our kids about that concept when they were really young, oh, Absolutely. when they still listened to us before they became teenagers and therefore <laughs> defiant and know everything and know everything. And so the being able to instill that, that concept that we are the average of the five people that we spend the most time with that goes for all relationships and all relationship groups across the board. And you know, when you're in a period in your life that you're ready for growth, you need to find a bigger room. Yeah. And, and that has become apparent just a handful of times over the years when we've like made big leaps forward. We've just, we've just had to adjust socially according to that desire to make the leap forward also. And, and growing apart from people and social circles doesn't mean that anybody is wrong or bad or for, should feel guilty in any no. way, but it's one of those things that just naturally happens and evolves over time. As we as individuals, and I was going to say, develop, as, as humans, we do that, right? right? We, we, you know, the things you do when you're in elementary school and grade school and high school and whatever, whatever, all that evolves, right? Your your clothes stop fitting because you're growing. Your mm-hmm. you know your mind doesn't stop, so you're your people, a lot of times you want to be around with, you don't always want to be with people that push you. Sometimes you want to, you want that surface level. Let's, let's talk about nothing. Mm-hmm. Let's uh, talk about sports, <laughs> something, anything other than, you know, the economy or business or whatever. And sometimes you want that. And, and I think really what's important is to be, what's the word I'm looking for? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Now, I think like this, you know what, I really wanted to include this chapter in the book because I think that it's something that a lot of people struggle with internally, but maybe, and maybe not even are realizing that's what's happening. There might be kind of an internal conflict of something that is going on relationship wise, and they might not even realize that that is what is happening. And if you can shine a little bit of light on it, then sometimes that's enough to let, allow the person to move forward um, or, you know, laterally or whatever. But the idea is that it's almost kind of giving, giving permission to be able to look at the social circle and how it's um, affecting positively or negatively. Is it lifting you up? If it's not lifting you up, does it need 
some adjustments in order to do so. Intentional was the word I was looking for. There we go. To be intentional with your time. Again, you only have 24 hours in a day. So you you have to decide how you're going to spend that time. And when you're just be intentional with who you're spending what time with to know, are you being driven forward, pulled back, whatever the case may be. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think, I think that's the biggest takeaway for, for me as I, as I think about this chapter is, is it's not a matter of you being better than someone or someone being better or worse or any of that. It's just a matter of being intentional with, with your time to know what goals and values do I have? And does it align with the other people that I'm that I'm spending the most time with. You know, I think about outside of the business world too. If you're, when you're faced with making a big change in direction, specifically if you're changing a big habit, not like a little habit, but like a super big one, like you are going to stop drinking or you're going to stop smoking. You're going to make Working a, out. A, yeah, like a complete 180 on yeah. your, on your health. Then whether you realize it or not, or even if you don't realize it, you might need to realize it, that the people that you hang out with might be enabling the behavior that you don't want and that you're trying to go away from. And so if you're trying to make a big transition, you might need to be looking at at the people that you're spending your free time with to see if they're lifting you up and supporting you in your big decision to make that change. Or if they're like, oh, just come on and have a drink with us, you know, like, and they're not doing it. Yeah. They're not doing it because they want to sabotage you, but you just need to be aware and look at that. And it's the same concept and idea from the business standpoint as well. And professionally related. I, I would, so I'll, I'll say this, it, when we were early on, I think part of the struggle that we had with that isolation feeling is we didn't know where to find other people that were going through similar things that we were going through, right? Like we'd open the front door and assume the people around us were going and that wasn't the case. So we were, we were trying to find something, but we were looking in the wrong place. Yeah. We were totally looking in the wrong place. As a matter of fact, when we were in our early twenties, we had the business going and the, it was it, the business sales wise was doing pretty well, but it was when we were struggling with just like being overwhelmed and running by the seat of our pants. I remember meeting several business owners who also had larger businesses. And the trick was though, is that while professionally they might have been, had we had similar things in common, personally, we were really different because there was a significant age gap because we were on the younger end of that. And they were on the, we've been doing it for 20 years end of that. And so there was a significant age gap and therefore sometimes then there wasn't really a whole lot. Yeah to connect on after that. So it was, which there was, we, yeah. we just didn't know how to make that connection. Right. We weren't developed enough. <laughs> well, and that, right. So you, you don't know what you don't know. And sometimes yeah. you don't know what questions to ask. Right. And it's, and it's why really for me, I'm, I'm a big mastermind per like, I love my mastermind groups. I love the ones we host. I love the ones that I'm a part of because it gives that, that, that group of people that you know are just simply trying to move forward, Mm -hmm. trying to be better, trying to improve. And by default, you're there with them. Mm -hmm. So I I, I do wish earlier in in our business career that I would have understood or even known what a mastermind group was. Yeah. Because it is so impactful. I mean, of course, mastermind groups have been around since forever. So (laughs) anyways. Social Circle is probably one of of the shorter, more quick chapters in the book, but it's definitely one that we just wanted to draw out and and talk about 
because it's just not something that I think a lot of people talk about or want to address or maybe even don't even realize. So I started to say this earlier in the conversation. So I, I think a lot of times what happens is that, and, and when I say ego, I don't mean, I just mean ego in general, right? It's sometimes hard for us to say, well, we're different because then we don't want to be those people that are like, well, I'm better than you. Yeah, but different has, doesn't have to be better or worse. Correct. It can just be different. Absolutely. <laughs> so one of the things, we've got an exercise in this chapter and the exercise is really kind of taking a step back and doing a little bit of inventory on the relationships that you currently are putting effort, time and effort into. And also reviewing or looking at relationships of people that you would want to cultivate if you had the opportunity. And really the whole exercise is based around the idea of finding common characteristic traits between the people in your lives that serve you and stretch you and um, lift you up and the people that you are having to lift up. And so looking at those characteristic traits and trying to align, like if you're looking for a bigger room, maybe this exercise will help you try to identify the characteristic traits of the people in, in the, room. In the yeah. room that you're looking for. So that's really what that was designed to do. It's kind of a little unconventional exercise, but that was the thought process or the intention behind it. It's a good exercise. I, I know we, we've done it a couple of times and it, it evolves every time we do it. Every time we do it, it evolves a little bit and it's, it's a good exercise. It doesn't take very long. And again, like all the rest of the exercises, it's a good conversation starter to have with yourself and typically with your spouse as far as, hey, are we going the right direction? What direction? Yeah. And you know, that actually brings up an interesting point or makes me think of something that as business partners and being married, we are not friends with the same people. Like there's couples that we're both friends with, but then you've got a handful of friends and then I've got a handful of friends you and I don't always have to hang out with the oh. same people all the time. Yeah. Well, okay. That's a great point. You yeah. know, like we don't always have to be who you find stretch in. I may not. Yeah. And who I find stretch in, you may not. And so the, the permission to seek outside the relationship, yeah. <laughs> I guess you could say for lack of better words, it, it kind of, you know, lets you evaluate both. Like who are you spending time with collectively? And then who are you spending time with apart yeah. also? Well, outstanding. So there you go. Social circles, an important topic. I hope you guys enjoy this. This is episode six. So we will see you on the next episode, which is about boundaries. So we'll see you on episode seven. Thank you for listening to the show. If you enjoyed it, please consider leaving a five-star review on iTunes and sharing the episode with a friend. For more resources from Kristen and Justin Deese, visit businessspouse.com.